You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody tuning in. Oh, man, we're back live in five. Here we go, baby. Oh, what a what a. What a time it's been for the UFC. That's all I can say. It's been amazing. I love it. And um, it's moving, man. It's moving. I'm watching everything moving. We got the UFC. What is that? Tough series going. That's been cranking. I think we're on week four now, at least on the of the showing. Very interesting what's going on over there with the McGregor situation. Just missing out on the USADA date to fight this year. So we will not be seeing him. Um, you got to get you got to get Chandler a fight. I mean. I understand that this is all built around Connor, but that's what happens when you build around Connor. Um, I think that's been proven up until this point, and we learned again. We learned again. Oh, man, but with that being said, let's flashback, flashback. Whoop, 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 whoop. UFC Vegas 75. What? A, just give it up to him. Give it up to him. And with that being said, I know we had some referee uh uh, what do you conundrum we had a referee conundrum going on over there but with that being said there were just some amazing fights all throughout the card and uh besides you know the very beginning the very first one man my heart does go out to daniel argueta i believe i pronounced that right um versus Ronnie lawrence daniel was gonna win that fight he did win that fight referee keith peterson he owns his mistake he made the mistake but with that being said Danny man, he was he was gonna get the win. I mean, you gotta give it up to him. He was gonna he had the rear naked choke was locked in. It was done. So I think it was rear naked. Was it rear naked? No, I think it was a guillotine. Actually, now I think about it, because his arm was in that weird position. I believe it was a guillotine. Had his arm locked. But with that being said, heart goes out to you, man. That was one hell of a hell of a loss. Um, next fight was Gabriel Gabriela Fernandez versus Teresa. Um, Fernandez has hands, but no grappling. Teresa has technique, but lacks the knockout and star power. I don't see that coming out of her, you know, her career, but very solid performance. Um, Fernandez, amazing hands, you can tell, but ground game wrestling did not exist. Definitely a weakness that will be exploited throughout her career. If it looks anything like it did that night, that's a wrap. Um, Carlos Hernandez versus Denise Bonder. Dennis? Denise? I don't know, Dennis. We'll call him Dennis. Um, man, that was so unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But I 100% agree with the decision. So when I say that, I, I 100% stand by it. I think that any chance of a KO having a foul, it has to be deemed a foul. That's just the way that it goes. If there's any chance that it was, you know, not due to the floor hitting his head, but due to the head-to-head clash, which it was clearly a head-to-head clash, and I do believe that's probably what put him out because when your head hits a canvas, that's one thing. When you bounce off a canvas and hit another head that's coming down on you, night-night, night-night. So, uh, yeah, I know Hernandez is pissed. He was definitely dominating that fight. He deserves a win. With that being said, Bonder does not deserve the no contest. However, there was definitely possibly a foul that knocked him out. You have to side you know, go at the side of caution and uh, just say that, you know, possibly it was not a fair fight. So, and I mean, fair finish. It was definitely a fair fight. Got your ass whooped. But with that being said, 
got to go with the foul in that call, in that search circumstance. I totally agree with it. Um, with that being said, Kung Ho Kang or whatever the fuck his name is versus Christian Quinones, uh, back and forth fight, well matched, you know, uh, submission finish. Oh shit. I could have told you what the other one was. I actually have the information right in front of me, whether it was a guillotine or a rear naked, but that being, you know, irrelevant at this point, that was one hell of a fight. Um, the fight that I thought was going to be fighting tonight was Alessandro Costa defeated Jimmy Flick. Um, I did think Costa was going to win. However, I thought it was going to be more of a brawl. Jimmy Flick just could not stand the leg kicks. It was, I expected a war, but I didn't expect a war on his legs. That was something spectacular. Um, amazing performance by Costa, who I did think was going to win, but not in that fashion. That was just amazing leg kicks. I thought Flick had more in him. With that being said, when your leg gives out, your leg gives out. But we were hoping at least he could take it to the ground and make a different type of match out of it. That did not happen, and that probably exposed a weakness going forward that that's not not a good spot. Not a good spot for him to be in, especially losing in that position already on the undercard. You're going to flop down on the undercard with some weak, weak legs. So with that being said, on to the next, on to the next. Uh, Dobby versus... Muslim uh, Soklovov. I don't know how the fuck you pronounce that. I don't know how the fuck you expect me to pronounce that. Oh, man, stamina. Stamina is one of the most important tools in a fighter's toolbox. That was proof right there. Dolby just reached in, grabbed that stamina button, and, man, he clicked it on him. That's all you can say. He just outmuscled him throughout the rounds. A good fight, especially that first round, first round and a half. After the halfway point in each round, Muslim's just falling off, man, just falling off. And that's nothing, you know, no knock against him. He's a big dude, and it looks like he has a little age on him. Didn't expect the best cardio. Dolby, 100%. A dog, always in the gym, working on his crazy um, nutrient levels and just all his body and all his, you know, just, I don't even know the word right now. I'm not even a scientist mode right now. Just woke up, man, still like 530 in the morning, just finished my workout, and grind, 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 folks. I love to see it. Manuel Torres versus Nicholas Mota. Simply beautiful elbow. That's all you can say. Mr. Torres, I, I bow to you. Um, what a hell of a fight. I mean, it was a nice fight going. Definitely still round one, but that standing elbow was simply beautiful. For that one, sir, you deserve it. Oh, man, that was beautiful. Um, Pat Sabatini defeated Lucas Almeida. Man. There are levels to this game, boy. That's all I can say. Um, Sabatini just dominated, got a, what was it, arm triangle in the second round, and it was just complete. It was beautiful. Uh, as a jiu-jitsu guy, I love jiu-jitsu. My, you know, coaches always want me to stand up because they, they like the hand speed, did a lot of karate growing up, but jiu-jitsu, I love the mental aspect of it, and that was beautiful to watch. From that standpoint, beautiful to watch. The fans, do they like it? Don't care. I am a fan. I loved it, and keep it pushing, man. That was that was amazing, amazing, amazing. Armand Perosian versus Christian Leroy Duncan. What a fight, man! The definition of consistency. I mean, that was beautiful. Um, Armand Perosian just kept going, man. You couldn't stop that dude. He was just putting the hammer down. Definitely, we could give. I would probably give the first round to Duncan, you know, or one of the rounds at least for sure to Duncan. He definitely gave one hell of a fight, but he was just outmatched. That was a beautiful performance. Um, Petrosian just kept going forward, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna find himself moving up the rankings. That type of 
performance. That was beautiful. Armand, I don't know how to fucking pronounce that, uh, defeated Silva. That was interesting, man. Silva was definitely the underdog, a huge underdog, almost came through. I mean, it was almost upset of the year. Armand, nobody fears that guy. I hear him all in the press conferences. This guy fears me. This guy fears me, especially after that performance right there. Nobody fears this individual. I promise you that much. Definitely almost got KO'd by Silva. Shows that his chin is not 100. Um, He does have great wrestling. With that being said, the stand-up was exposed, definitely exposed. Silva, not known for being a stand-up genius, but for having a lot of power, and it was almost displayed on Armand's face. It actually was in the post-fight conference. He had a knot on the side of his face the size of a baseball. But Jerry Kennedy defeated Marvin, uh, Marvin Vittori. That's his name. What a performance, man. I mean, that that hurt me to watch Vittori. I don't know how he is a human punching bag. That is the definition. That was a crazy, crazy amount of beating that he absorbed. Um, Man, man, man. For everybody who watched that, whew, that was tough to watch unless you hated Vittori. If you hated Vittori, that was probably the most beautiful thing you've witnessed. Otherwise, oh, my goodness, that was a straight smashing Straight smashing. Um, over that, over that, let's jump into this coming event. Fight night, Emmett versus Tapuria. Tapuria? Tapuria? Illa. Either way, first name's easier. Illa versus Emmett. Uh, no, Josh Emmett. So Josh versus Illa. Would you go with that? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. This is, I love this card. I'm not going to lie. I did a lot of research on this card. I did pick a lot of upsets, which definitely makes me question it, but... I'm going off the film, folks. I'm going off the film. I'm not going so much off the numbers. It's just the performances that I've seen. With that being said, I do understand why a lot of these guys are the underdogs, but let's start from the beginning. Cody Brundage. Um, I'm going with them. I didn't really look into this fight too much. I'm going to go in war with the numbers, but Brundage versus Dumas. Dumas is only 7-1, so I do understand, but this is the card that got added on after I did all my research and I didn't want to go back because I was already on Emmett versus Illa and that was beautiful tape beautiful tape so I didn't really go back this one's more of like a guess so so I wouldn't bet on this one if you have to I'm going Cody just because he is the favorite and DraftKings everybody has him a little favored so I kind of went with him but with that one I did no research but from there Tatsuro Tairo whatever the fuck his name is versus Clendon Rodriguez, um, we have a grappler versus a striker. I have to take, you know, the favorite and a decently heavy favorite in Tassura just because his grappling is solid, man. Solid grappling, 13-0 versus Rodriguez, who is a great and solid striker, but his grappling is in question, and it will be put through the test 100%. Um, On to the next fight, Jamal Emmers versus Jack Jensen. This is my 50-50, folks. I don't know what the hell to tell you. Um, I don't think Emmers is a bad choice. He has the length and the athleticism to get the job done. With that being said, Jack Jensen at 11-2, and two, a very well-rounded fighter with fighting spirit. He's a dog. He has the dog in him. Not questioning Emmers, but Jensen's has been displayed. And if I had to go with somebody just looking at the numbers, you know, I mean, it's hard, man. I almost got to go Jensen. Um, off of just how dominant he's been in his performances. With that being said, this is a big step up into the UFC with Emmers. Emmers, like I said, length and athleticism to win. 50-50, let's go ahead and go with Jensen. That gives me another underdog, probably not a good idea. But 
We'll go with that. Um, Trevor Peak. Everybody knows he's a dog, 8-0. I got to go with him just because of his fight style. I love the way that you know he is on the mic. I think that he can actually f- find himself a fan base in the UFC. I think they want him to win. He's fighting Chepe Mariscal or something like that. Ground game is questionable. He was handled by uh, Bryce Mitchell. And with that being said, I think Trevor Peak has the formula to beat him as long as he sticks with the formula or has the ability to do such a thing. It's kind of an easy recipe, um, and we'll see how that one goes, but I'm definitely taking Trevor Peak. This is my personal fight of the night. Um, I've been watching this one mostly because I collect cards, and the rookie card is decently affordable, and I think that she can move up just because of her celebrity status and um, not celebrity status that is there, but the potential of, and that is Baby Shark, Tabitha Riki versus Jillian Robertson. Um, I think this is going to be a very good fight. I'm very interested to watch this fight. It's an almost even matchup, according to Vegas. Uh, minus 125 for Riki, 8-1 versus Robertson, who's 12-7. and seven. Robertson has been defeated by multiple people, but with that being said, she has she's shown that she has great grappling. She's willing to stand, and there's not too many holes to her game. She's long. She's lanky. And she's great on the ground. So she has a background. I think jiu-jitsu was it 16 years old or something. She's been going well-rounded, well-rounded fighter, but has shown, you know, doesn't have the real knockout power. With that being said, at that weight, not many of the girls do. Tabitha Riki also has a background in Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu um, from long, you know, a long time in her life. She's short and thick compared to the long and lanky of Robertson. Um, very excited for this fight. I think it's very well matched. They both have a background in jiu-jitsu. I think Riki has a stand-up in, uh, an advantage in stand-up. That's why I'm going with her. Plus, the rookie card was decently affordable. So if you guys don't have a rookie card yet, it may be worth buying just because I'm just saying, folks. She's moving up, man. If she takes this win, she's definitely moving up to 9-1. and one. That's the baby shark. She definitely gets out there on her social media and everything. I think she advertises herself well. Um, and has for a while, so that's why I'm going. I think she's better look, not better look as in discriminating, just I think she has more potential of the star pop, and she has a great background, like a childhood in fighting. So I see a lot in her. She's also trained with some top-notch fighters, and so has Jillian Robertson. I believe she started at, think, uh, I'm not going to get it wrong, but uh, she definitely started at some uh, very awesome academies and was a uh, doing doing very well surrounded herself with very good role models and trainers so I, I give it to both of them fight of the night i'm very excited for that fight super pumped and that's going to be my saturday spectacular right there oh man can't believe can't believe uh what's her name valentina shevchenko and Alessio grasso is scheduled for a fight night that's gonna i mean that that's just wild to me but with that being said Valentina's about to get that belt back. All right, and on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. Oh, man, Tabitha Riki, come on, pull this off. That rookie card's got to go up. Um, Matthews Rabiki, I guess. I don't know. I sound like I'm fucking talking about the Lion King versus Loik Rasadoff. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I got to go with the uh, favorite. Um, Matsiv, 17-1 versus Loik, 17-4. It's a very even matchup, but got to go with Martiz. Randy Brown versus Wellington Terman. Randy Brown, man, 16-5. Wellington, 18-6. and 
Um, Wellington, I do have a couple of his rookie cards, I believe. No, I don't. You know what it is? Uh, UFC Strike. Very affordable moment. I've burned a lot of them personally. That's how I know who he is. Um, Randy Brown, very lanky, very tall. He's, you know, fought some very good competition. Um, Terman, I think he came in a little hot and he's fizzled and, you know, bubbled. He's bubbled. He has the potential. But with that being said, he has been knocked the fuck out. And I do see Rand, uh, Randy Brown's length and athleticism being an issue. I'm taking Randy Brown. Neil Magny versus Phil Rowe. This is a tough one. Um, I know Neil Magny likes to apply that pressure and likes to use his grappling. Phil Rowe has not really been, you know, demonstrated the best wrestling. Um, definitely, I, I'm not sure if this is a UFC debut or not, but I don't believe so. But he has, I've seen a lot of his um, rolling. He does a lot of grappling competitions. He was definitely going up against Gordon Ryan and a couple other people just of high caliber when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Not saying he did very well. He tapped out in like 23 seconds or something of the first. But he's in there with uh, great people. He's training, you know, with top-notch, top-notch. It gets no better than Gordon Ryan. So got to give it to him when it comes to that. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle the, the pressure that Neil Magny wants to put on, but I do feel he'll dominate the stand-up just due to his length, um, and he's got power. I, he goes in there looking for a knockout. Phil Rowe, I'm going with Phil Rowe as an upset over Neil Magny. Hate me if you want to, but I think he, I think he can pull it off. Neil Magny typically dominates people when he can, you know, outpower them and just outgrapple them. Not sure it's going to happen with Phil Rowe. Um, Phil Rowe's length is definitely going to be an issue when it comes to just getting the leverage in those situations. I mean, but Neil Magny, a lot of experience, 27 and 11. He's been in there with the top guys. He's been top 15 forever, so he definitely has the ability. He's definitely the favorite. Phil Rowe's going to pull it off. He's going to pull off a knockout. Otherwise, it's going to be ground and pound and a complete dominant performance I see coming from Phil Rowe. And I mean that. I don't even see this fight going that long. Round two, the longest. Um, and I just see Phil Rowe just out outpowering him out i don't see him being able to deal with the leverage disadvantage um neil magny so phil Rowe, man come on man make us that money brendan allen versus bruno silva this is going to be one hell of a war this is where the main card starts and this is where it goes down brendan allen he loves to stand and bang man 21 and 5 he loves to stand and fight um with that being said if he tries to stand and fight with bruno silva he's getting knocked the fuck out do not try to stand with bruno silva i am taking brandon allen in this match i'm thinking he will get the takedown and dominate and he does have the ground game to dominate bruno silva that would be his big question you know his wrestling is the one thing in question if you stand up with him you will get thumped brandon allen do not stand with this man do not stand with Mr. Silva, do not do it. Silva will thump you. All right. Brendan Allen, take that one. Chalk it up. As long as he fights the correct fight, he should win that fight. If he tries to stand with Mr. Silva, he will be sleeping. He will wake up in that octagon if he's lucky. If not, he will wake up on a stretcher as he's being carried out. Um, this is a big fight just because Gabriel Santos is a pretty heavy favorite against David Onama. I'm taking Onama, man. I'm not gonna lie. This, this is a big, this is a big risk. I'm going three back-to-back underdogs. Believe it or not, folks. And now I know I'm not gonna get them all right, but I might get them all right. And I definitely have the possibility. David Onama, ten and two, straight dog, straight dog, man. I've watched a lot of his fights. He takes a hit. He gives a hit. Gabriel Santos, 
He he's he's got all the ability in the world. He's definitely high energy, great talent. Um, I just didn't really like the way he came off in the interviews. Ten and one, I believe that his chin has yeah his chin has been tested. He's shown that he can wobble. He does come back. He has a heart. He's a straight dog, man. I'm not gonna lie, Santos. He has the heart. You can definitely take it. With that being said, Onama has been in some wars. And I'm taking Onama, even as an underdog. I know I should take the safer bet and go Santos, but on this one, and it's a very risky one. David Onama, I'm taking it. Next fight, um, he's, he is the underdog, but I'm not sure I feel the same way. I'm going Austin Lane over Justin Taffa. Justin Taffa is 6-3, and three, but he's fought amazing competition in the UFC. I think he's came in with like three fights to his name, so he's got six fights in the UFC always performs with bangers, comes out and just throws putazos away. I mean, he just throws hands. There's nothing you can do about it. You know what you're going to get from him. Um, with that being said, Austin Lane, man, he can grapple. He can roll. You know what I mean? His grappling does is pretty effective. Before this, um, I believe this is his UFC debut. He was supposed to fight Tafa's little brother, a little junior, but that's not going to happen. Jumped up due to tearing his biceps, so he's actually going to fight big bro. Justin Taffa, man, he's hard to get down. Good luck getting him down. If Austin Lane is able to, I believe this fight is finished. I believe everybody believes the same thing because everybody knows Justin Taffa. If you stand with him, you will go to sleep. He's kind of like the Bruno situation. Um, don't stand with him, Austin Lane, man. You can. I mean, Austin Lane has length as well. He's a very lanky guy, very strong, very scrappy. Got to use that grappling. It's in his toolbox. I believe that he'll, he'll break it out. Um, hopefully, he doesn't go with the crowd too much. And Austin Lane, I'm going with them with the upset. Let's go, Austin Lane. I believe in you, dog. And now for the third upset in a row. And this one, I, I, I truly believe this one with my heart. I know the numbers say that I'm, I'm wrong. Amanda Rebos versus Macy Barber. I'm on the Macy train. I believe Macy Barber is going to take this win. I know, I know Amanda lives, you know, MMA. She's been living MMA a long time. Her, her whole family's built in MMA. Definitely, you know, pushing and pushing. Um, Macy Barber, man, she has a lot of talent. She has a lot of hype. Definitely, I think the UFC would rather her hold the mic. You know what I mean? She comes out. She's great on the mic. She's definitely um, both beautiful women. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a gay fella. I'm a, and even if I was, I can look at them and say, yeah, they're both beautiful when it comes to appearance. Um, not with the cyborg effect. That's what I'm referring to. Chris Cyborg, I think, never quite made, you know, at first it was before the UFC. Anybody who knows Cyborg, she was dominating women's sports for a long time. I love her. Definitely love everything that she stood for. I'm sure she was juicing just due to the fight, you know, events that she was involved in. Um, a lot of steroid use, I'm sure. She was swole as fuck. Nobody really even stood a chance. Love Cyborg, but I, she never really had the pop. She never really had that um, social media appearance. She never had the physique. She had a physique for fighting, but not a physique for social media. Let's just put it that way. Um, both of those girls, they can go on the mic. They're both um, Amanda Rebus. I love her energy. I love how she's genuinely happy and smiley. Macy Barber, she gives you more. She was talking about the cringe and everything about uh, Juliana Pena and just calling her cringy. You know, she, she feeds more into understanding the business side of it and how to get the views. So I think she's more into that. Amanda Rebus, I think, is more of a, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but just a pure, genuine, 
happiness from heart. Every time she gets on the mic, she's happy. Every video that I see, she's just glowing, thankful for the opportunity. So I do love to see that about Amanda, Amanda Rebos. Would not be disappointed to see her win. Um, I do believe she deserves the win. I'm going with Macy Barber. I think she's going to pull the upset. Everybody knows she has the skills and the ability. It's going to be one hell of a fight. Come on, Macy Barber. I think you can pull it off. That'll be my three in a row. Underdog. Going to pull that off, man. And then, of course, main fight. I am taking the favorite. Illa Tapuoria is going to defeat Josh Emmett. How? Um, I'm thinking the ground game. Uh, Definitely, if he stands with Emmett, He's in the danger zone. As soon as he takes Emmett down, I think he can dominate him. I think that's been proven over time. Um, Josh Emmett's got that hooks, though. You've got to watch out. If he catch you, he can put you to sleep. Illa has shown a well-rounded game, 13-0. I mean, he hasn't shown many flaws to his game, and it's going to be hard to find one this week. Definitely going with Illa to win that one. Man, I did a lot of a lot of watching on this one. Um, oh, wait, I did miss a fight. Back in the undercard, we have, oh, how the hell am I supposed to put that? Zhagalev Zhamagalov or something versus Joshua Van. I think it's still going. Maybe it got dropped from the card, but I'm definitely going Joshua Van if that fight's still going. Sorry I missed that one. But Zhamagalov, I love watching his fights. Definitely, I recognize him as soon as he popped on my screen. But when I look at the stats, he's 1-5 in the UFC with three straight losses. I can't go with you. I know you're the favorite. I'm not really sure why unless Joshua Van does really. It must be his first fight in the UFC. But I am going Joshua Van on that one just because 1-5 in the UFC. I know they're pushing him because I see him everywhere. I know he comes out and gives one hell of a performance. But you can't go with 1-5 with three straight losses. Got to go Joshua Van and think that Zamaglov would get dropped from the UFC at that point. But that's up to them. I'm not the business, man. I'm not even a business, man. Um, with that being said, love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, shit, man, before I do jump off, I have been still jumping on UFC Strike. I do love it. Have been jumping on a lot of it. Um, for those that want any information or anything, reach out in their Discord that, you know, have any questions. Uh, cool little community out there, definitely. Don't try to promote any UF, uh, NFTs anymore just because of the way that that whole ecosystem has gone. All the flops and my wallet's full of rugs. Um, hopefully, you know, Dapper can pull it off and keep, you know, they've been pretty strong in this space for a while with Top Shot and they have the NFL all day. And then you got over here Rob and all the crew working on UFC Strike. Um, love everything that they're doing. Cool little community. You can always reach out to them in their Discord. Like I said, hit them on Twitter. Find them anywhere. You can always find them at the events in the uh, Champions Lounge. Champion, champion, champions. Lounge, lounge, lounge. I should be going to one of these events very soon. Super pumped. I was talking with my boy this week, um, seeing which one he would like to go to. If that Valentina is a fight night, if I can get tickets to that, I honestly wouldn't mind. Uh, I, I love Valentina Shevchenko's fighting style. I think that she would be very entertaining. I just want to see what the rest of that card's built up with. And if it's not a pay-per-view, hopefully it's pretty affordable. Hopefully. But not really sure because it is a title fight. So they might just crank it up. Might be better to go to a pay-per-view. We'll see what the ticket prices are. Yes, I'm a cheap motherfucker. Not broke at I'm not rich at all. Um, but with that being said, if I did get rich, I'd give it all away anyways. I'm not really not tripping. Um, making money is not my specialty, but helping people is. I hope that you people can feel the same way or live your lifestyle in the same way. And if you don't, this is a great day to start. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, shit, I got some good life stuff coming up. Definitely can talk about some relationship shit. Definitely uh, 
Whew, it's, it's, it's bad, folks. It's bad, but it, it's good. And the same thing, because, you know, some things got to be destructed in order for some things to be created. So I jump on that in another episode. UFC is going fucking down. I love the events that they're putting on week after week after week. Um, I know that some of the cards are questionable, but I love the talent that's coming out of them. Last week's card, for example, amazing performance. Um, I forget even where the hell that one was, even though I just talked about it, but I threw the paper across the room as soon as I was finished with it. So I can't even see that shit now. But UFC fight night, and uh, it's going down in Jacksonville, Florida. That is another reason, actually, why I did pick... um, Austin Lane, for those that don't know, Austin Lane was drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has a home field advantage over Justin Taffa. That is why I picked him. I forgot all about that. Um, spent years in Jacksonville, very familiar with the town. He should have that hometown behind him, no, no questions asked, even though Justin is always a fan favorite just because of his style of fighting. Going Austin Lane as the underdog, picking on that one just because he's hometown, baby. Um you can't over you can't overrate that. I mean, you can't underestimate. Let's say you can't overrate, but you can't underestimate it, especially coming off that Canada card where all the Canadians came through and basically flawless victory. I mean, that was amazing. Oh, man, I apologize. I haven't been covering more of the UFC, folks. Like I said, life's been a trip. Life's been a bitch, and um, it's been fucking me. I ain't going to lie. But with that being said, turn this thing around. You know what I mean? Pull it out and out, and... Uh, it's my turn, baby. I'm getting on life, and we will see what this ride brings. Um, I jump into a real life episode next, and love y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers podcast with your host Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one...